do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, oh my, hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Joel, <laughs> what is going on with this voice? My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuber Gilles. Um, on a bit of a time constraint today, which may explain the weird voice and the starting without being able to talk, and the fact that you may be hearing a little clicking right now, uh, how I normally roll, and this is a little behind the scenes action that I like to throw out from time to time, is that I will uh, open up my show notes, which consists of probably about a one page email, uh, each section broken down with what I'm going to talk about, uh, the sponsor, and usually some sort of uh, link that I'll have open just in case I need to look at, say, when a movie came out. How often does that actually come into play? Not very, but I like to have it there as a sort of security blanket, let's say. So normally I'll come home, I'll open all my windows, I'll sit down, I'll uh, be prepared. But today I decided I was going to do it while recording the opening multitasking i do believe that is referred to so that is what i have just done okay now i'm gonna push a button that will start us officially like this let's get ready to rough you some things Today's movie monologue sponsor is Hannah Geist Stakes. Movie the first, Underworld 4, colon, Awakening. Uh, I should specify that these Underworld movies, uh, and I've mentioned this before, and it, because it bugs me, they don't number them. So this is really just called Underworld Awakening. May not even be a colon in there, for all I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this one was a little bit, uh, a little bit better. Um, I've been sort of poo-pooing these, uh, in that I'm basically, am not paying attention to them. Uh, this always, or very often comes up that I watch movies while playing video games and vice versa. And, uh, I find myself with these movies sort of looking up or down as the case may be. No, up. Yeah, it would be up. Uh, at the at the screen where the movie's playing and be like, what the hell's going on? Just because it's so action-y that there's almost no story happening, so... I don't know. Um, this one, perhaps a little bit less of that, let's say. So, uh, for, for that reason, uh, I think I got pulled in a little bit more. Also, 
the sort of coolness of jumping into the future a bit. Um, so basically the main girl, the underworld girl, whatever, Kate Beckinsale, yeah, uh, sort of frozen and then wakes up in the future where shit has gone awry. So, so, so that sort of idea thrown into a movie about werewolves and vampires fighting uh, seems to be an added benefit, I guess. Uh, so for that reason, I'm still not going to give it a high mark, but uh, this one at least I'll give a 3 out of 5, which means i enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again uh moving on to a movie that i very much did enjoy called wilson starring none other than mr woody harrelson uh let me read the imda what do see what that tells us uh a lonely neurotic and hilariously honest yeah, he's definitely very honest. Middle-aged man reunites with his estranged wife and meets his teenage daughter for the first time. Uh, who played his wife? What was her name? She's very familiar. Uh, I hate it when they don't have these in order. Judy Greer? Was that? No, that's not. Anyways, uh, the wife, very good. <laughs> not an order on IMDb or an order that I don't recognize. Uh, yeah, uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, pretty much, he's one of those actors, and I have a few of that I could name where if he's in the movie, it's going to be a good movie, just sort of period, full stop. Uh, when he is the star of the movie, he can do uh, amazing things like he does in this. Really makes you... Uh, love and hate him uh, love him for being someone who speaks their mind no matter what and then hate him for some of the truly god-awful things he just says to random people uh, for that reason alone Wilson Woody Harrelson gets a we'll go four out of five uh, I don't know if I can give it a five out of five but verging on a five out of five next we got a weird one uh, antiviral yeah, this one was strange. Uh, it's in a sort of alternate future reality, I guess we would say. Sure, why don't we say that? Where celebrities are so famous, uh, and the weirdness makes this both hard to describe and hard to uh, make sense of. Uh, celebrities are so popular that people want to share the same diseases they have. So you can go to a place and say, uh, I see that uh, Keisha, <laughs> Keisha, Kesha has a, a, a nice cold sore on her lip. She must have, uh, what gives you cold sores again? Uh, not hepatitis. Uh, having a brain fart there. Uh, the thing that gives you cold sores, I see Kesha has it. Can I also get that? And then you sort of they spray you with whatever Keisha has and then you have it too. So you're like uh, a part of her, I guess. <laughs> Friggin' weird. Uh, let me see what the Imda says. Uh, uh, I'm actually curious. In a blackly satirical near future, a thriving industry, industry sells celebrity illnesses to their obsessed fans. Uh, employee Sid March's attempts to exploit the system backfire when they involve him in a potential deadly mystery. Yeah, uh, the main character, who's also a weird actor, so a weird actor in a weird movie. And, and I mean that in a nice way. Caleb Landry Jones is his name. Ooh, that's good. that could be a good serial killer name. And he does have a sort of crazy, potentially serial killer look in his eyes, so... Uh, what was I saying? Uh, the timer's up, and as you've heard, uh, I 
really wanted to stick to the timer today because of time constraints, I do believe you call them. So uh, I'll do the last movies quick. Oh, uh, yeah, so antiviral, give it like a 4 out of 5. Definitely high in the creep factor. If you like a creepy movie, probably go give it a 5 out of 5. Uh, next we'll go uh, called Your Name. Uh, or in Japanese, Kimi no Nawa. Yeah, uh, this is an anime movie. Uh, as always, whenever I watch an anime movie, I always have the feeling that, why don't I watch more anime? Uh, just because I always tend to love it. Uh, I think it is the barrier of subtitles. I, I don't mind subtitles, except for the fact, as previously previously. Mm -hmm. mentioned uh, that I will usually be playing video games while watching a movie, which you can't do with a subtitled uh, movie, obviously. So uh, that's probably why I don't watch them as much as I should uh, or want to. Mm -hmm. If I had more time to do both, I would. Yeah, so there. Uh, Rating-wise, uh, this is probably my favorite of the ones of this list, I think. Uh just in terms of a good movie, uh, I do remember, despite my manly, my manly, manly, manliness, that I may have uh, shed a tear. Uh, so, you know, they got that out of me. And a movie that can do that to such a virile, manly uh, tower of a man can really, it's, it's just impressive. Uh, last but not least, uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan, which uh, also creepy and sad and uh rating wise we'll go like a three or a four okay okay <clears throat> television talk Today's Television Talk sponsor is Unsolved Mysteries with host Robert Stack. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, okay, so we're going to be talking uh, a television show, miniseries. I'm not really sure what you got. A docuseries. Oh, yeah, that's what it says. A docuseries called The Keepers. Very uh, sort of popular. Uh, very much falls into the category of uh, show, movie, media, whatever, that uh, kept hearing about on podcasts. Uh, and then decided, well, they're all saying this is good and talking about it on friggin' everywhere I turn, might as well experience it for myself. I also knew, um, because of what I heard on podcasts, that it would be something the missus would be interested in, and uh, we watched it together, uh, which is always nice we c when we can find something that uh, seemingly we would both like. Uh, shit, I never got her rating. Probably, uh, on her broken scale, who friggin' knows what it would be, but probably like a three or a four. Uh, mine, probably the same. I, I guess one thing of these, uh, um, murder docu-series things that is, is always a letdown. Uh, letdown slash interesting, I, I guess, is the fact that, uh, you watch this seven-part series and then at the end you know all the facts that other people know, except with the one fact uh, of who actually did the crime. Uh, the crime being the murder of a nun. Mm. Uh, not only the murder of the nun, that, that's sort of what they build on. 
which is kind of the interesting thing. Like you're, you're going to do a seven part docuseries about a, a nun getting murdered, but then what gets exposed from that is just insane. The, the levels of disgusting, uh, religion. Oh, <laughs> it, yeah you could see what it's doing to me uh, like a show like this makes me very very angry and i am by no means an angry person uh it's the religion hiding uh covering up um you can guess when i'm talking about religion and covering up what i'm referring to and that is children uh boys and girls uh being uh abused over just decades and decades and decades uh and the sheer insanity of some of the things that they did to the girls at this uh, school that this uh, nun who was murdered worked at it, it's just mind-boggling that human beings can do that to one another and the fact that other human beings can know about this and not only not do anything but then cover it up uh like i have to take a mark off for after watching this just for the reason that i'm so it made me so angry and pissed uh more pissed than normal at organized religion which is always a sort of underlying thought i have but uh, this cements it even further um for for that reason i'll give it back a mark huh yeah uh because i i hope people watch this i hope religious people watch this and if, if you are a religious person and can watch something like this and then still defend your church there's there's something you have turned off in your head uh and you, you really got to take a long hard look at yourself and keep your religion lose your uh lose the religious trappings of your church how about that how, how about a happy medium of that <sighs> okay so uh since i'm all riled up and um, we're almost out of time in television talk. Uh, why don't I just throw out the fact that I am on a bit of a, a deadline this time is because next uh, next episode, yeah, probably, uh, I will have some Oculus Rift talk. Yes, I have because they just went down in price. Also, I got a good Prime Day deal, purchased one finally, and uh, I've really been exploring that, so... Uh, I haven't had much time to consume other media combined with the fact that it's just so incredible. Uh, I've decided that probably next episode, if I had to guess, uh, we're going to have a lot of Oculus Rift type stuff. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And I hope you are too. The Keepers, like a four or five out of, out of five. Four. Yeah, let's go four. Today's book banter sponsor is Night Sheep Blankets. Thank you for that sponsorship. Oh man, got a really good one here. Uh, uh, just started a new series. I think I did two, three, four non-fantasy books. And as I always say about my sort of reading choices, uh, I'll read just about anything. I guess romance, I don't really get it into. As far as fiction biographies is 
probably I don't really stray into fiction other than the odd biography here and there but my great love the thing I always go back to that sort of warms the cockles of my heart the most keeps me sane in an unsane world lets me escape from the shitty reality where things like from the TV show keepers happen is fantasy novels uh, probably not exclusively, but uh, a, a good trilogy, or in this case, I think it's a septology, perhaps. Uh, and I'm talking the Korean Chronicles. Uh, C-O-R-E-A-N. Korean? Sure, why not? The thing about fantasy names is just friggin' say them how you think until you hear someone who is more of an authority say them and then say them that way. Uh, the authority would be the author... L.E. Modisit Jr. Uh, That is a name. I have read quite a few of his or her books. (laughs) Shit, is that a guy or girl? I don't actually know. Uh, Junior probably means guy, right? Can you be a junior and be a girl? Huh. That's probably a sexist thought. But, uh, hey, that's the uh, age we live in. I guess. Okay, anyways, that has nothing to do with this amazing book series. I don't know how I'm getting into it. Uh, Book one is called Legacies. Um, Very much reminiscent of some of my favorite fantasy in that it starts off with uh, a young boy uh, sort of at a a very young age. Uh, And we're going to experience from that age him growing up. Uh, something you can do, I think, with a fantasy series where there's so many books is, uh, in that first book, spend a lot of time building that character literally from the ground up. Uh, I don't think we, if I recall, experienced, like, his birth, per se, um, but from, or maybe we did, actually. And, and anyways, uh, we learned all the things that sort of molded and shaped him as a child, as a youth, as a young adult, and eventually as a man. Uh, the main character, I call him Al, because he's got a sort of fantasy name, oh, what is it? It's like Aloysius, maybe? It's not too crazy, as far as fantasy names go, but it's one where, uh, whenever I... Alucius, A L U C I U S, C I U S, yeah. Uh, so I just call him Al in my head. Uh, and you know what? Audience participation time. Do you reading fantasy novels when you see a weird name, just replace it with a normal one, so that whenever you see it in the future, you say Al, and and then you sort of glance over it like that? Or am I an insane person? Don't answer that. Uh, let me read a little bit of the, uh, description of this first book, and uh, maybe that'll give you a better idea of what goes on. Legacies, name of the book, begins during the childhood of the main character, Al Lewisius. His father is killed in action while serving in the militia, leaving his grandparents and mother to raise him on the family night sheet f- night sheep farm in the small country of the iron valleys Ooh, i like this getting deep uh when older he himself is conscripted into the militia to fight off the impending invasion of the western superpower madrian madrian yeah uh during a pitched battle he is captured and enslaved into the armies of the monarch of madrian the (laughs) the material madrian the material matrial uh 
after many months of combat against other nation, he discovers how to free himself from the magical collars that control uh, uh, that control the slave armies and frees a company of others who then flee back to the Iron Valleys and quote-unquote freedom, I should say. They just say freedom, but I'm going to say quote-unquote freedom. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so at times it's very deep, the lore of this, but they spread it out enough that, uh, and explain it enough that it never feels onerous. So, uh, done, done very, very well. And I have not had a book in so long where, uh, I, I find myself unable to put it down. This is a, a very, if you've ever had that feeling, it's, it's what keeps me coming back for more books. That feeling of this is so good. I do not want to put it down. I like lost sleep. Uh, just really, really incredible. I'm half, a little less than half way into the second book. Uh, not quite as good. I think sometimes it's hard to capture, uh, what happened in the first book just because it spans so many years and so many things and then from then on we're gonna get a little like like the first book is from childhood to adulthood and then the next book is just him in adulthood and it's not gonna be him in adulthood until death when there's six other books uh, if that makes any sense sort of from a linear perspective um, not as much can happen really I guess sort of does that make sense I don't know this friggin book though legacies gets a six out of five a six out of five not unheard of but rare Today's game, Gavin, sponsor is EDF Exterminators. Today we're talking a game called Earth Defense Force 4.1, colon, The Shadow of New Despair. That goddamn title is insane, and so is this game, pretty much. Uh, very, very... This has to be a Japanese game. I, I have to assume uh, nothing else would make sense. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. Okay, just checking. Uh, heard of this game where? Oh, yeah, on uh, the YouTube channel Funhouse, which I've spoken of very highly on this very podcast innumerable times, uh, they were playing it. It looked pretty fun and crazy, so I thought I would give it a try. Uh, it came on sale during the Steam Summer Sale, so I gotta say, I've had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, in fact, if it wasn't for the aforementioned Oculus Rift that I now have, uh, I would still be playing it, and I do plan to go back, maybe even this weekend, uh, if VR gets a little heavy. Uh, I did experience not motion sickness yet, but the potential of it brewing so maybe i'll need a break and i'll uh i'll, I'll dust this off again because it is very fun now what is it <laughs> uh well I, I could probably boil this down so you pick one of four character types uh and then you're sort of thrust into this world uh i guess a japan uh city and countryside depending on the level you're in uh, and then aliens are attacking, but the aliens are both alien ships and alien robots, and most prominently 
alien giant bugs alien giant bugs so for example level one uh you uh you find yourself in the city and a giant axe that are axe <laughs> giant ants are attacking the city so you have to fight them off it's not as with real ants there's not just one ant it's not you and your 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 army buddies versus an ant despite it being big no it's you and versus a fucking shit ton of ants crawling all over the city that are out to kill you and you're out to kill them um that right there just sort of cool as i'm explaining it but what i'm reading here uh the game now has 825 weapons and devices spread across the four playable classes so every time you beat a level uh you will find as long as you've picked up stuff uh during the level every, every time you kill something it has the potential to drop uh, armor uh weapon and health I, I guess those are the the three main ones if you pick up a weapon when you complete the level you will then have a new weapon to choose from uh so you're sort of leveling up your character through two things uh, the weapons you pick up and the armor, which is sort of added. No, it doesn't add actual armor. The, that would be a little deeper and cooler. I, I wish it did that. Maybe in the ner the next Earth Defense Force, which I think there will be, because I'm pretty sure this game is popular. Uh, yeah, and the next one would be cool if you picked up armor, and then your armor had different abilities, uh, whereas here it's just like a number that goes up. But the weapons, that's where this game shines in a sort of Borderlands-like way, perhaps even more so uh just in this sort of crazy range of things that they can that they can do uh so you'll have uh, like i'm playing a, a character who's like a girl who can sort of fly around a little bit and she's got i think six or seven different types of weapons and then when within each of those uh you'll have well I, i'm on i think level 30 uh, so I think I have between five and like 12 different ones to choose from within each of those. And each weapon will have like a, a different ability. Some will be able to home in on things. Some will be better close up. Uh, this flying girl has like a like sword kind of shit on the go. Uh, crazy stuff. You, uh, and they all sort of trade off between how powerful they are, how long they take to reload. Uh, so there's really a lot of uh, thinking which weapon it will be good for which scenario we're in. That's the other thing. 98 levels, 89 missions. Yeah, so a shit ton of missions as well. So far, 5 out of 5. Really digging it. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Cafe Nervosa. Hmm, thank you, Cafe Nervosa. Uh, okay, so uh, item the first is a new podcast I've added to my podcast listening repertoire. And that is All of the Above with Norman Lear. If you are unfor un un Norman with Norman Lear, that's impressive because that's not words if you're unfamiliar with norman lear uh he has created some of the most iconic television in human history just 
period full stop um all in the family probably the most prominent and game-changing i would have to assume but had has had his hands on just so many innumerable televisions over the years really incredible and because of that is just sort of an interesting dude uh, added to the interest is the fact that he's 97 94 he's in his 90s so just a human being who has lived a life of 90 years is going to have interesting stories to tell. Take that human being, throw him into the interesting situations that revolve around the production of television programs. Further interest, I would say. And uh, so far, I can verify is true. But add to that the fact that this incredibly well-respected man uh, has the ability to just basically ask anyone... Uh, to come on his show and they will say yes out of sheer respect and awe means that uh, his show so far a dozen episodes in I think somewhere in there very very good uh, he has skills of a very good interviewer he has a guest uh, or like a co-host I guess you would say who sort of keeps things uh, he does a good job as a co-host uh, keep, keeps, keeps things flowing uh, and then the incredible guest he's had, uh, Amy Poehler, uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Stephen Tobolowsky, Martin Sheen, Jay Moore, just to name a few that I have listened to. Uh, highly, highly recommend. Uh, this will definitely be uh, one that I will keep on listening to. So uh, if I get any really cool ones, I will bring them back as well. Speaking of cool ones, hmm, uh, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs with Kevin Smith and Matt Myra, two podcast titans. So we've got Norman Lear, not a podcast titan, because he was a television titan, uh, and now these two starting a, a podcast about television, and they're podcast titans. There's, there's titans and podcasts and television just galore in these two shows. Uh, been around for a long time. Um, they're sort of on and on again, off again, in terms of how often they record. I think they're on again now. I hope, uh, if you couldn't put two and two together from the title, which you may not be able to, uh, they're, they're, uh, devoting this podcast to talking about the television show Frasier, which I am a huge fan of seen every episode between two and five times, if I had to guess, just a great show. Uh, so to hear them talk about it, two people who are great at talking about things and other just podcasty goodness galore. Uh, okay, so moving on, uh, we've got Clueless Gamer. Oh yeah, uh, so this is, um, oh Jesus, uh, Conan O'Brien playing video games. He's not good at them. Sat down with Kate Upton. Jesus Christ, Kate Upton. Also not great at playing video games. They played Cuphead which uh, is an interesting-looking game I've heard a lot about for seemingly years now. Uh, I don't know if it's actually out yet. Maybe it is. I should look into that, because it looks interesting. Uh, it, Conan's creepiness scale when a beautiful woman is with him uh, really goes through the roof to the point where it is comedic, and potentially I could see people seeing less comedy than creepiness. I, I don't know. But uh, still, some laughs, I suppose, and maybe 
Not some laughs. Uh, last but uh, not least is, oh yeah, this one's kind of sad. I never bring things back I don't like, and not to say that I don't like, but I tried, tried, tried. Like five episodes tried. And if you are familiar with this, you will know. This is not a, to say five episodes, that is a lot of time. Uh, try to listen to the podcast Critical Role. Uh, Critical Role is a YouTube Twitch show, I guess you might say, web series where people play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, sounds right up my alley. Uh, I've spoken very highly of the Adventure Zone, of Nerd Poker, of uh, quite a few. Uh, what is it? D&D is for nerds. Oh, there's another one that I just started that I love. But something about this as a podcast just didn't seem to pull me in. Uh, what I think it is is something that has happened with quite a bit of media over the years. Yeah, more often with books than anything. And that is too many characters. Uh, I think the fact that there's like six, eight different characters playing this a D&D game made it too much for my meager brain. Uh, the, the, the fact that I'm listening to podcasts while working means uh, maybe 100% of my attention cannot be devoted to it. Uh, in fact, I'm sure that's true, especially if you are listening to this uh, and I work with you. <laughs> uh, so maybe if I had to just sit down and experienced it without that, uh, it would have been better, but the fact that, uh, and this is what I was hinting at before, these things are like sometimes three hours long, means that uh, I can't devote that much of my brain power just to one thing for that long. There's, there's too much out there to experience, so uh, I wanted to say I tried Critical Role, I tried... Uh, despite you sounding amazing and cool moments, I, I don't think I can do you. Ah, sadness. Despite all that, though, I still should say that it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper